Perspectives from varying skill range. I'm your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. With me, our experienced gamer host who still can't quite figure it out, Keith. Hello. And of course, my wonderful wife and resident noob, Liz. Hey guys. And this week was my pick, and it was Void Bastards. This was kind of meant to be an ins- inspiration of Bioshock and System Shock 2, which honestly, I didn't get too much of a feel from either of those games. But starting off though, real quick, is this a game or a pass? For me, I think this was a definite game. This is a, this is a nice sit down and play game. Liz, you go. Oh, oh usually <laughs> it's you just Andrew Keith Liz. You're throwing me out. Oh my bad. I will say a definite game as well. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm not giving it hundred percent. I'm saying hundred percent a game. <laughs> See, this is why I wanted you to go to first. I'm surprised. That's a that's a three pass or three game from us. And Liz and I, I think, agree on a pretty good level here, which is very shocking. People, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, of all people, I thought for sure, Liz, you would be the one who did not like this game. When I saw you playing it, I, I thought the comic book style was cool, but I thought it looked dumb. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to play this. And then I started playing it, and I fell in love. So, Keith, why don't you tell our viewers kind of the story of this game? Where are our viewers? People are watching us? Crap. Oh, listen, tomato, tomato. Uh, what was your question again? Sorry. <clears throat> Tell, tell what them. is the story of the game? He's playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I have important things going on. So the story, <laughs> Void Bastards, uh, there really isn't much of a story. I mean, there is a guess, but you are you kind of wake up on this spaceship in the middle of nowhere, uh, and you find out you've been rehydrated, and you're a criminal with a computer giving you its bidding to, to try and get out of the space, or like out of the nebula, I think it's called. Yep. So... Yeah, I don't know. It feels like a quiz. <laughs> it it kind of does. You're like looking at me funny, which no one else can see. But yeah, it's I don't know. There's not much of a story. There's just you keep looking for a new item because the one you thought you needed to get to get it out and become a citizen, it didn't work. So you have to go get another one. Yeah, like for me, this is, I think, the biggest miss of this game is there really isn't much of a story. You're just these various prisoners that are being like sent off to collect supplies and the environment seems really cool, but just, there's not much explanation of everything. You're just kind of in this random nebula that, I guess, supposedly transforms people who are on derelict ships here to these weird monsters. But it doesn't affect you for some reason. And I wish there was more backstory to kind of some of the monsters, but yeah, there's just not much story. It kind of gave me the feeling that the prisoners were being toyed with, which I don't think is a part of the story at all. It's just the vibe that I got. Because the narrator was always kind of like, it always seemed like he knew that they were going to find trouble with it. And I don't know, I just pictured this like rich guy just like doing evil business. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I always got too. Because if you also, like, a lot of the prisoners, their offenses were really kind of minimal. Some of them were like, oh, stole candy from a vending machine or left the toilet seat up. There were always, like, these really kind of weird, small offenses. But here they are, like, on this 
maximum security prison ship. I just wish there was just more story with like the nebula as to why it was like morphing some people, but your people, it's perfectly fine. And I think that's kind of like my biggest issue a little bit with this game too, because it says it's an inspiration from Bioshock and System Shock 2. I honestly didn't get much of a feel from either of those games. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys play either of those games before? I did not. (laughs) I think I played some of the Bioshock games a long, long time ago, and I just never got into them, I guess. I don't know. But they're games I've always wanted to play. I just feel like it's weird that the prisoners aren't questioning. I wish they had, like, shown that and been like, I stole something. Why am I risking my life to get some plaz, you know? Yeah, there's there's no dialogue from the prisoners, which would have been cool. I think it would be kind of cool to add like some nice backstory with some of the prisoners and or humor to the game because I felt like this game was like slightly humorous. It was mostly humorous with like whenever you completed one of like the main objectives, but that only happens a handful of times and it, it wasn't like hilarious. I mean, they do have their own quirks though, right? So I remember one of the guys because you get a new character when you die, so of course they had multiple characters. But I remember <laughs> one of them had anxiety; they were anxious, and so on one of the the gene changer things i don't know what they're called but um you can get rid of his anxiousness but it was specific to him so i thought that was kind of cool that they had like unique things for each character yeah did you ever get the character who's a a chain smoker no (laughs) he randomly just keeps coughing and it would alert enemies around him that i think was actually the very first character i got playing the game when i picked it up and then i don't know a handful later probably one of my favorites but still most annoying is the guy that goes yahoo every time he picks up an item because it's funny but then boy it gets real annoying when you have people just because you picked up one small item i had a character that i accidentally somehow made half height i had her for the longest and then all of a sudden i'm like andrew why can't i reach things like i had to jump to get a sandwich and I didn't realize it was from, like, the, the gene thing. And I was like, crap. And I couldn't fix it. So to kind of explain a little bit more of kind of how, like, the gameplay works, this game is a roguelike. It's very much... If you've ever played Rogue Legacy, I feel like it got a lot of elements from that game. Because every time you die, as we're saying, you get a new prisoner. And their traits are just completely random. Sometimes they'll have a good perk where, like, they have long arms and they can reach things farther. Or everything on the map is revealed for them. Or sometimes they have a bad trait, like... They randomly cough or they yell Yahoo every time they pick up an item and alert all the enemies around them. Or every once in a while you'll reload, you'll drop your clip of ammo and you have to pick it up in order to reload again. So it always kind of changes up the gameplay every time. And you're basically just going from ship to ship and trying to collect supplies to build new armor, build new weapons, build new equipment. And as you progress farther in the nebula, the enemies get harder and harder. But what did you guys think of the enemy types in this game? I really like them. I thought they varied a lot, and I would change my weapons based on the enemy too. So I knew that if I had like a bunch of those annoying heads, I would I would go in with the Riveter. But if it was one of the big guys or the guys that could teleport or just a really like annoying annoying monster, then I would use my Zapper and then use my Stapler. But I also think it's really awesome that. It was so easy to upgrade your weapons and stuff. Like, it, it was easy to use. Like, sometimes I get confused, like, should I upgrade this or that? But I felt like I was like, I can do this. I, I do like that this game always progressively rewards you. Like, even if you only were able to, like, loot one ship and your character dies, you're still at least, like, collecting materials in order to build the, like, specific components that you may be missing. I will say I did avoid some places if the enemies were too annoying. I did not like the Zex. I was not going to deal with that unless something very important was on that ship. Or like if I had to um, 
go a different way because I didn't get the torpedo the entire game. So if there were pirates, like I, you can't defeat the pirates. So I, I would veer off and be like, yeah, but I'm not fighting the Zex. I'll just eat some food and wait for the pirates to pass. Well, so you bring up an interesting point though, Liz, is the game itself, I don't know if they say it on their website, but at least a bunch of reviews, everyone kind of agrees and they say they do point it out in like game hints. It's all about planning ahead and there's a lot of ships you just don't need to go to every one. A lot of it is just going past stuff because you don't need it, especially once you start to get towards the end of the game. Like the first couple of times you play through, I think you want to grab as much as you can. But then again, I guess it depends on how you're trying to play it too, which can vary. But yeah, I think there's probably, what, 10 or 12 different enemy types. and then like Yeah, there's two, not too many. No, but they were all, and to Liz's point though, is that even with the 12 or so that they had, they were all very unique in their own way. So... And you knew what you were fighting, you knew the differences, and each of them had a different strategy or, you know, gun type that you want to take into that fight. So I thought that was a really cool aspect of the game, that it wasn't just run and gun kind of roguelike. It was actually real strategy, like planning ahead. I really liked how some of the combat was really kind of methodical. Because, yeah, every time you went to a ship, it would show a list of what enemy types are there and how many of them are there. So as Liz was saying, yeah, if there's a bunch of the monsters that are a bunch of heads, but only like a couple of the big guys, it's like, okay, I'd rather go with this weapon because these enemies are more prevalent in this level though than the other guys. Yeah, it, it was nice because you could really try to avoid some of the enemies. You could actually sneak, grab the few supplies in that room and just lock the door so the enemies couldn't chase you at all. So there was a nice like kind of strategy feel to this game that I really liked. I thought the, um, I forget what they're called, but the one that calls you a butthead. I the thought- juice. I thought they were saying something a lot more, a lot worse, but um, I thought they were kind of annoying after a while. There was a lot of them because they kept saying the same stuff. Same with like the tourists that explode when they're near you. So the audio or the voices for them, I kind of thought were annoying, but they were like the easiest ones to kill. Uh, The tourists I thought were funny. Because if you listen to the tourists, all they would do is just complain every time. They'd be like, where's my luggage? And it's just like, they weren't even mad at you. They were just angry people. So they gave you a good chuckle. Yeah, and this is what I was kind of meaning with, like, the story. I wish there was more backstory because it's like, I want to know why those are called tourists. I'm assuming they were some sort of tourists. But, like, why did they become an explosive blob? Why are, like, the basic guys called janitors? Why, why are there kids here? So I, I really wish this game just had more of a backstory because the environment itself seemed really interesting, and especially especially when you're exploring some of the ships because some of them are like military ships, some of them are like prison ships. I like the Lux Hotel ones. I thought oh, yeah, those, those are a bunch really of food. fun. Yeah. I also I did avoid some places based on like radiation or annoying things like that. Oh, those are my favorite. So oh, I mean, if you had enough merits, if I looked at my merits and was like, I don't have enough to set up myself right away and get rid of all the radiation, or become immune to the radiation, then it would be really annoying. So for me, I would look at my merits and be like, oh, is it worth it for what I'm going to get? See, I always liked the ones with a lot of hazardous like material to them because it would kill all the monsters for me. And if you're just like good enough with jumping and stuff, you can avoid a majority of the hazards. But yeah, there's different sections of the ship where you can actually spend currency, the merits, and you can make yourself either immune or have more oxygen during the level or reveal the locations of all the items. So there's like more planning with it. Or if you want to save your merits, because sometimes there's lockers that you have to pay money for to get a really good item out of. So I always liked yeah, the hazardous levels because it would just kill all the monsters. So it's like, all right, all I have to do is just worry about jumping over stuff. I can do that. See, the one person that I had for like a long time, I had a ton of merits and I loved doing stuff like that. And then she died and I lost all of them. 
And then I started over and I came to radiation one and I was like, crap, I only have 25. Well, see, I I would actually just kind of zigzag around the levels because one of them would have a feature where all authorizations would be free. So those are my favorite. Those are my, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. then you could just run around and do everything you wanted. And I never had to worry about merits and or think towards the later levels or we can maybe some you can mention, I guess. But like if they're a newer level, like the tax collection levels, were those just like yeah. a deep nebula or were those newer? Because those were always chock full of money. I know that. No, those those always existed. But yeah, they're normally like slightly farther in the nebula but i always loved those yeah because i would always leave those ships with like 200 plus merits and you could just afford anything for the longest time so i did i don't mean this as an offense liz but i think i pulled a u where <laughs> i didn't really understand how the nebula nebula depth worked until maybe the last item or so should... there was a cutscene explaining it yeah i think what i skipped it so as you could kind of go right or up or down. And as you went down deeper into the nebula, you'd fight harder enemies, find better loot, all that type of stuff. No, no, no. It's not about going down. It's just every time you're progressing more to the right, it's getting harder and harder. That's why anytime you got a key item, it would fast travel you to nebula level two. And then if you got the next item, it fast travels you to nebula level three. Was that what it, it was? It always... Oh, I yeah, see. I thought there was like an right. up and down. Oh, okay. Never mind no. then. Then I didn't it's do about it. how far your ships moved to the right. I never really paid much Even attention to Even I knew to. that, Keith. Oh. <laughs> well, so no, by the end of so it. So you didn't pull a list. You pulled a Keith. <laughs> well, no, because by the end of it, and this is why I thought it, there was actually a point where it would stop you from going down any further. Like there was just like a white line at the bottom of the screen. And yeah. you could only move along that line or up. That's why I thought it had to do with depth. No, sometimes, yeah, it reduces like how wide the branching system is. To increase your chances of running into a pirate or a space whale. Yeah, and it was towards so the it end, was a way so that's to make it difficult. probably what it was doing to me then, I guess. But what did you guys think of the weapons in this game? Did you did you actually notice that there's only technically one gun, and that's the pistol, and everything else are weapons that you're creating and like jamming together? As Liz was saying, the stapler, it's, it's essentially a shotgun, but it's a gun that looks like it has a couple staplers on it, and it shoots a bunch of staples out. Hence how it got its name. Stapler was my favorite because it had it packed the most punch. And I like the machine gun, the riveter. <laughs> the riveter because, I mean, it was really good for like the heads and everything. But I actually didn't use the bombs that much except for towards the end where I kind of found their use when I would like zap and then throw a bomb. But I just, I just went for the staples. When I got low, it was a real sad day. But like those were the best. I like how you say when I got low. I think that was the story of, of my existence, was never having bullets. I always had a ton for the pistol, which, I, that was like the worst gun. But there were sometimes, like at the beginning I started at the second easiest level, because there's like five that you can choose from, and then I ended up dying a bunch, so then I switched <laughs> the easiest. And when you're on the easiest level, you get so many bullets and stuff so for, the, for the Riveter, but the staples are still hard to find. Like, normally in a game, I would have, like, maybe, like, over 100 rivet, rivets for my Riveter. I saw you play, Liz, in one level. Out of one level, you got over 8,000 rivets for your wow. rivet gun. And, you're like, but there's no way so- you could run out. But there are sometimes that I would only have 150 for the Riveter. And How? as someone who can't aim, uh, no, like when my character died, uh, and I'm used to having so many, I wouldn't look at how much I had, and then I'd go in and run out of bullets because I can't aim. And then I'd be like, crap. <laughs> I'd exit out. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I was surprised about this game. There is no melee option. 
Like, I'm surprised there's not even, like, a melee weapon you could take in to maybe be like, oh, I'm going to do this level a little bit harder to conserve all of my bullets from all of my guns. Because, yeah, if you run out of bullets in the middle of a ship, you're screwed. Unless you can find ammo for that specific gun. See, that was definitely a thought I had as well, is I thought it was, like, the only real letdown, I guess, to the combat of this game was the lacking melee option, whether it was just a generic one or, like, to your point, just a melee weapon. Yeah, because there was a lot of times I do wish, like, I just had, like, a simple melee attack, because sometimes I would have enemies literally to, like, five health, and it's like, no, I don't want to waste a bullet to just kill this guy who has five health. But, Liz, I'm surprised you never used any of the explosives, because... The one of my favorite explosives was the cluster flak. It literally is just a stick of ton of grenades. You would just throw it in a room, lock the door, and it would just kill everything. See, I did that. Um, I remember using like the the kitty ones. Yeah, the, the kitty, kitty flak. Yeah, and um, for some reason, I just they didn't really work for me. I ended up using I think it's called the bushwhacker. Yeah. I used the zap and then that, and that bomb worked the best for me. It did the most damage, and for me, I thought I was doing something wrong because you were raving about them. But yeah, I just I did exactly what you just said, like locked the door, and it just didn't work for me. I do wish that you could switch through your through your guns differently, though. That's one thing that like I wish like I could just hit like certain buttons and like select the gun that way instead of having to do the bumper. Was it the bumper? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's three to choose from, and if I have like two different types of enemies and then you have to go like through them all i so i wish it was more just like you hit a button to switch guns do you want me to spoil it for andrew or or do you want to was there a way yeah was there a way yeah no it, it was the direct the d-pad i think it was like oh, the down left that. and right uh, i can't Actually, re- I, I can't remember which order i want to say left was your main down was your secondary and right was the the last one but yeah you could you could do it with that <laughs> So, so fun tip for our listeners. But Liz actually made a good point, because at first I didn't think about it, because naturally when I play a game, I generally learn the controls quick, and it's just like, all right, whatever. But Liz made a really good point that this game's controls are drastically different from just about any other game. Because like when she first said it, I was like, no, nah, what are you talking about? Then like when I was playing it after her, I was like, oh, yeah, I never thought about that. The jumping and everything was different. Yeah. It threw me off. Left trigger is run instead of like aim down iron sights, which normally is in a game. Yeah, right bumper is kind of something you do to change weapons. A was kind of like your action button. And it, I don't know, it, the controls were a little bit off, and I didn't think about it till after you like said it, that I was like, oh, yeah, these, these are a little bit weird. You know where I noticed it the most was once I finished up last night, I said, you know, I'm going to treat myself to a few solo rounds of Apex Legends, and I couldn't pick anything up. I couldn't run. I couldn't jump. I was so confused. I was aiming down when I was trying to sprint because I was – I had Void Bastards controls in my head. Yeah, it's really odd that they changed them. Like, oh, they're so the weird. Game. Like, again, I told you it was about halfway through playing the game. I, I realized that left trigger was sprint. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure I could have looked it up. Like, it's my own fault for not. But it was just weird little things like that that didn't make sense about the controls. What are you guys thinking about the graphic? I loved them. So, <laughs> I, I've, I go back. I've been a borderlands fan forever um so i love cell shading and like the comic book style <sighs> aside from the lacking story this game i would dare say did the comic book style better than Con- uh, borderlands does at least equal oh, for yeah. a very small studio which was very impressive well i i don't know i guess it is considered cell shaded cell shaded generally still is like 3d but this game is more just comic book because the enemies are 2D. Like when they turn their back, it's like they're flat. And so like this one definitely was going for like a comic book style where like Borderlands is actually specifically cel shaded and it is 3D. 
But this game is, yeah, they, they did a really good job, I felt like, imitating comic books. In the cutscenes, when you actually see, like, you moving through space Yeah, the and panels stuff, of comics. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I liked even just, like, the side, like, if you could hear, if there was a noise of someone walking, it would put the little, like, sound effects on the screen. So yeah. you could see clomp, that there was clomp some... or pitter-patter. Yeah, you had all that kinds of stuff. I kind of... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost has like the same feel as the cut scene from Edith Finch for, for the sister in the comic book. Only again, like a hundred times better graphics. But like, well, yeah, because in that game they they were imitating a comic book as well. Right. So it kind of has that like again like panelistic feel. Like yeah, everything's I guess flatter than what I you would expect out of cell shading. Like some of it has actual shading. This is very like flat colors. Yeah. Even when you, like, shoot enemies with guns, it'll say, like, bang or zap or zorp, which, yeah, I thought was really cool. Because the only time, the only other game I've ever really can think of that, like, actually was, like, a comic book game was on the, the original Xbox. I think it was called 9? It was 9 or 11. But it was, like, a secret agent game where it was supposed to be, like, comic book. And, yeah, anytime you would shoot enemies and stuff, it would say bang and stuff like that. And I felt like this game, yeah, it took a lot from kind of that game. More than, I think, Bioshock and System Shock 2. But, I, yeah, I really liked how they did with the art style. But even though I enjoyed the graphics, I think my other big complaint about this game is the environments are very repetitive. I, I felt like I was going over the same ships, like, every six... Like, there's, like, six different ships. And they all generally look the same. They all look like a spaceship. They maybe have a different color palette. They'll have, like, some different changes. Like, one might have a casino... Why you might have like a torpedo bay, but overall you're walking through, I think just very generic ships. And that was my biggest complaint. I felt like I was just seeing the same things over and over again. I think they tried to make up for it though with like, for instance, there were some ships that you would go on and there wouldn't be a map or like the generator would keep cutting out or they had like the fix machines that add radiation or the annoying garbage that makes everything like psychedelic. So I feel like maybe they knew that and that's why they they did that and they added all those features. Yeah, but I just wish there was maybe just a little more environment besides generic spaceship. Yeah, cuz largely those were things that just slightly changed how you interacted with the environment but like Andrew was saying it's it was largely the same layout like nothing changed maybe you came in at a different port something like that but yeah I didn't because I because I also that's another thing like I was saying earlier is I skipped a lot of the levels where it's like this is a dark level like nope not worth it oh yeah. this one's got psychedelic trash everywhere nope bye like I just <laughs> skipped past a lot of that junk anyways so it didn't do much to alter the game for me it more was an irritant yeah there wasn't much reason to go to like some of those like high hazardous levels because it's not like oh if you go to this level there's twice the loot or anything like that it was just oh if you deal with this you're gonna be really annoyed there were some that it's like i had to go because i needed more of a certain thing i think it was like plaz or volt or whatever and i needed it so i was like i'm just gonna suck it up but this is kind of embarrassing but there was one level that um the first time that i did like the oil slick area i thought my controller was doing that thing where it, you like your, the character runs like i was drifting oh yeah i thought it was starting to drift and i was <laughs> like oh crap this controller is like broken already and then i told andrew about it and he's like no you just stepped in some oil so yeah i, I that was kind of stupid on my part but <laughs> <laughs> just a heads up <laughs> Just in case any of you were wondering if your controller's broken. I didn't see it on the ground because it is just like a black smudge. I just had no the idea. The oil blends in pretty well with the environment. Yeah. Of generic spaceship. So salty. <laughs> I mean, 
Because that's like, uh, I will say, that's like my two biggest complaints. It's like, it's like I guess I shouldn't say two because lack of story. But even the music was a bit repetitive with it too. So this game's really fun. It's just like near the end of it, I was just like, yep, same corridor. Yeah, here's the same monsters. Because yeah, I didn't think there was too much of a monster variety type. They just get slightly harder. And they get, some of them get some new abilities. Like the scribes are generally cowardice. But later in the game, they actually start leaving explosive poop that if you step on explodes. <laughs> so they just get like these new abilities. But for the most part, there's only a handful of enemy types. And all the environments are generically the same. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't really have much to add to that. I think that's really about the same opinion I have on it. If I could change anything, it would be the pirates. Because I know <laughs> I mentioned it earlier. But because I started this game not really knowing what I was doing, because sometimes I watch Andrew play for like a while and then I jump in. I just jumped into this game and I didn't realize that because I didn't have torpedoes yet. I didn't realize that if you run into the pirates, they're just like unbeatable. They are super strong. There's a billion of them. It's like it's impossible. So I just have to like let myself die. But I wish there was like a way to defeat them. The zappers didn't work. The guns didn't work. The bombs didn't work. Like, I just, I didn't understand that. That's, so that's something that I would, because I was like, how do I make the torpedoes? I didn't understand that. So for me, I was just like, I guess I'm just going to have to die and hope they're not there when I come back. And <laughs> they weren't, but. <laughs> you're, you're just that meme of the old guy, just the, guess I'll die now. <laughs> that's Liz. So two things as well. One, as far as the torpedoes, you would just find them around. Like, I think it was armories or something had them. And yeah, also the military some, ships. Yeah, and sometimes you'd see, like, torpedo cached as one of the options on it. And once you had those, it was great because if they just landed on your spot, boom, they're dead, and you get a bunch of stuff. I did figure out, and I, I survived a pirate attack one time and one time only, is there's a spot somewhere on the map where they're connected to the ship you're on and you can pull their connection so then they float away and that's how i survived i didn't kill any of them still well some places that you stop destroy pirates but i never found those when i had pirates with me so that was really inconvenient well there's that too but yeah like i said there was i I don't even know if they explained it i just happened to find it by accident there was just like this little purple broad in it and it was like interact to you know disconnect the pirates or whatever and i was like okay bye that's good to know (laughs) yeah i don't know it still didn't make it really much easier i think i got out of there with like 50 health but (laughs) it was close i have a question for you andrew and maybe you too keith i don't know if you did different difficulties but were was there a lot of differences between the easy and the hard like were there things that your enemies did on like the harder levels or the harder difficulties that mine didn't? So there's five difficulties. There's very easy, easy, normal, hard, and hard bastard. I played it on hard. What did you originally play it on, Keith? I was on normal, and I stayed on normal the whole time. All right, and you did very easy, Liz? I did easy and very easy. I did both. <laughs> so the I've, watching you play, I think the big difference is... The bullets, obviously. But the bullets, the enemies take slightly more damage, but not much. Because for the most part, it is just lack of resources. Because, yeah, watching you play Liz, you were getting just ammo all over the place. For me, I would have to conserve my bullets. Majority of the time, I'm actually just sprinting by enemies, grabbing everything in the room and locking the door. I would take a few hits for my health, but I would just be like, nope, screw it. But I also noticed on yours, too, you would have like 30 minutes of oxygen. I normally would have about four minutes. 
Well, that that went away. It must have been the character that I was using or something. Well, you still had like 15 minutes. No, like I lowest. know. I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, I did eventually. Like, there was a point where I had to get oxygen because I was like halfway and I knew I wasn't halfway through it. But yeah, you're right. I did have a lot more oxygen. Yeah, if, if I spent 15 minutes on one of those ships, that was 15 minutes poorly spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I will say that nice thing about this game, it is an easy game to just pick up and play. Majority of the time, each ship maybe takes you one to ten minutes max. Because, yeah, some ships, if you don't want to clear the whole ship, you could easily probably find the main component you're going on the ship, grab it, and get out of there, and you could be done in about a minute. So this is the nice thing about this game. It's it's a simple game that you can just pick up, do a couple ships, and be done for the day. Or come back to it in a week, and maybe we'd have to learn the, relearn the controls because they're slightly different, but it is an easy game to pick up. I like that it does get a little bit harder, too. So, because, like, right when I thought, like, oh, this is kind of easy, I started getting more enemies, and I just thought that it was it was better that it progressed like that. Because there were times where I was, like, there was, like, five of, like, the big guys coming at me, and I just zapped them all, locked them, and ran. When before, I would just, like, I would have, like, one or two and take them out. So, your strategy has to change a bit, too. Yeah, one of my favorite guns was, like, the Rifter. It was a gun that actually would capture an enemy, and then you could place them anywhere. So, yeah, there's a few guys that are just take, like, way too much ammo. I would just, yeah, control them and then put them in, like, a random room and just lock the door. And just be like, great, now I don't have to worry about you anymore. I don't think I use that. <laughs> Probably not. Because you just killed everything with the <laughs> I'm, stapler. I'm a creature of habit. I know what I like for certain enemies and they don't vary. Unless I run out of bullets. <laughs> no, I didn't use it myself either. I had, I mean, I switched up guns here and there. But that was one I just never really got the strategy behind like i understood how to do it i just wasn't good at doing it so i said forget it i won't bother and i just didn't bother leveling it up either i wasted my re- or i used my resources on other upgrades if you're an achievement hunter i don't think i would recommend this game to thousand it but i will say i actually do like the achievements of this game though because like i said before one of the things i like about achievements is they kind of give you they nudge you to play the game in a certain way so if you want a thousand this game, you're gonna have to beat the game at least five times, and even then, it's gonna be a very hard five times because one of the achievements is to beat on the hardest difficulty without dying once. So good luck with that. I'm, I'm curious if anyone's ever done that on YouTube. I would like to see that video. But yeah, there's a couple options to play the games with the firearms only restrictions, so you can only use guns or explosives only or gadgets only, and then there's an option to do unarmed, which. I don't know how you can do that. I guess you literally just go into the ship, grab the main item, and leave, and you're just grabbing the items to progress the story. Yeah, it's just grab and run. Maybe that's the quickest replay of them all, to be honest, because you don't care about how many times you die. Like, you're not playing that one to do it on no deaths, so. That's true. You're, and I think you only have to play it on normal, right? Like, see, I Yeah, I think it's normal. I'm trying to look it up. I didn't think that you had to do the hardest difficulty with no deaths. I thought it was just normal or hard, which is still... Not easy, I don't think, either way. No. But I, I didn't think that was one of them, to be honest. I, I did struggle a decent amount on hard. I think overall I maybe died six to seven times. Really? On hard. Yeah, through my entire play. <laughs> Why, did you guys do more than that? I think, so I don't know this for a fact. Uh, you'd have to probably beat it again to test. On the very final cutscene, you see a, a little packet floating with a number on it, and I think that's your number of deaths. I don't know for sure, but my number did say 86. So if that's the case, then I died a lot. 
You really? Do you actually think you died eighty six times? I don't know. I, <laughs> I know I died a lot, but I don't feel like I died eighty six times. That's where I'm kind of like. I was gonna say, how many hours did you put into that to like die that many times? <laughs> oh, there'd be times I would, I would just kind of give up real quick. Be like, ah, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I can't judge because I did it on easy. But how many times do you think you died? I think it was maybe four. The, I think only once I died on the. I think it's called easy peasy level or the very easy. Um, I think it's <laughs> easy called. Peasy. I think that's what's called. But the um, <laughs> easy, I died three times. I think. So, yeah, I think around four, plus or minus. But what percentage of achievements do you think that you got? Because I will say, I thought it was really cool. I kept getting, like, the rare achievement pop-ups, and I felt real cool. <laughs> I never get those in this game. I kept getting the rare achievements, and I was like, this is awesome. I, like, I thought, like, all of Thimbleweed was, was rare. Oh, I wasn't really paying no. attention as much with that. I, I saw them popping up, but, like, for some reason, I just kept seeing the rare when I was playing this. I think it's because I was, like... I don't know. I just I, this game was like kind of hard for me, um, especially when I was like playing easy, and I was like, "Oh wow, I got a rare achievement!" I was really happy with that. And so I kept looking when it popped up. Oh, actually, I just looked it up. I can see this. Clients rehydrated. My total was thirty-five. You had fourteen, Andrew. Liz had six. But I, I mean, I played a little bit after I beat it too, because I was trying to do a couple other things. So maybe like thirty though. <laughs> <laughs> for my playthrough. Oh, do you know what? That makes sense because with the pirates, I had to die twice. No, Remember? rehydrated means like completely. But when you had the pirates, being revived doesn't count as a death. No, but what I'm saying is like I did kill myself on purpose once. Oh. I wasn't I wasn't including that. I looted eight ships less than you, Andrew. Quite a bit. How many how many did I get rehydrated? You had fourteen total. Oh, that's still pretty good. Yeah. So overall, yeah, I don't think the game's like too terribly hard because even then, even if you just get to one ship and just get a little bit, you're still progressing to the end. So that's what I think is really accessible with this game. So I think you could easily beat this game on the hardest difficulty. It'll just take a little time and a little bit of frustration. Which, can I just say, Berkeley, they won't say what it is, but I thought the ending was kind of sad. Yeah, it's it's a little anticlimactic, but then again, this game didn't really have too much of a story. See, I I didn't think it was really anticlimactic because I and for me it was just really dark, and I was like, dang. <laughs> I see. I didn't I didn't like it, but I I can see where you're saying it's dark. It just felt like it went nowhere. So, yeah, that was it was definitely one of the biggest things. And I I don't know, maybe I should have mentioned this earlier, but I've had this thought the whole time for a game that was built on a comic book. The lack of any real story at all bummed me out. But yeah. what I would love that would redeem it totally is if they actually just did a comic book. Like, that would be cool. And I would read that and let that fill the, the gaps for me on this game, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like it would be pretty funny. Yeah, I, I, would, I would like it a lot. I feel like this game also kind of, especially with the ending, kind of gave me like a Rick and Morty vibe. I don't know why, but it was just like... Not a little bit. I mean, there's, like, a lot of, like, shooting and, like, you're trying to, like, figure stuff out and then, like, the ending. I don't know. I just got the same feeling that I get sometimes at the end of, like, a depressing Rick and Morty <laughs> episode. So, like, I just think of Rick and Morty when I think about the ending of this. Sure. <laughs> He's like, no, but I'll... <laughs> I'll humor you, but I, sure. I can see where you're coming from. I guess getting to our final thoughts. Overall, I really like this game. Uh, for me, I, I'd give this game probably a solid 80. It's it's a game that's easy to, to pick up. It is a lot of fun to kind of go and loot and shoot. 
But by the end of it, after coming near the end of the game, I was kind of just getting really kind of sick of seeing the same environments, the same enemies. So for me, it, it was kind of hard for me to play the game again on another difficulty to try to get more achievements. But the time I did have with it, I actually think this game is a lot of fun. And it's definitely worth picking up on Game Pass. Yeah, I largely liked everything about the game. Uh, without really going into it all, I won't bother. I think the only thing I didn't like was, yeah, no real replayability aside from going back for the achievements. But I would give it about an 85. Because to your point, I think this is a game I could see myself in three months going back and saying, yeah, maybe I'll give that shot at you know running through with only firearms a go. Mm-hmm. If I do it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. But I'll, I know I'll have fun when I go back and play it again. It's just not a game I'm going to go, like, continuously replay now that I beat it. But still, yeah, 85. I, I think it's a really solid, really good game. Which I think that I'm going to agree with Keith on this and uh, say 85. Uh, honestly, it's kind of even... Well, I'm the low one. <laughs> close to, yeah. It, I'm kind of even tempted to give it closer to a 90. I think... Two, my score reflects how, like, I just thought it was going to be garbage, and I ended up just really liking the game. It was fun. I have this, like, embarrassing habit of if a game is really tense and I'm, like, really into the game, I, like, bite, like, the inside of my lip, and, like, I don't realize that I'm doing it until, like, half an hour later. I'm like, oh, why does my mouth hurt? <laughs> so, for me, that kept happening me the entire time I was playing it because, like, I would just be, like, surrounded by monsters and just, like, going ham. But it distracted me that much. And I mean, I don't think I'll play it again, but I'm really glad that I played it until the end. I'm surprised you like this game because this game is literally filled with your favorite characters dying. You have a character that you really like and you build up and then they end up dying. But you know what? They should have fought the system. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't blame the victim. I'm just... <laughs> but if you're out there and you're listening, mark this data in your calendar, folks. Liz and I agree. This may never happen again. This is the only time I think you guys agree is on a game that I pick. Generally, for the most part, Keith, I feel like you hate my games, Liz hates your games, and I just like games, so for the most part, I like all of them. That's actually really true. And Keith <laughs> usually hates my, my games. Not as much as you hate mine. <laughs> right now for Metacritic score, it's sitting at a 78 with the critics and an 8.6 for the user score. So I... Surprisingly, I actually think we're kind of close to what a lot of people are thinking with this game. Which usually the user score is lower than the meta score. So the users are right. <laughs> because, yeah, I think it's just such a simple game and easy to pick up. Well, I think that's going to do it for us again this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please like, comment, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this fine podcast because we're in all the things. Uh, did we miss anything? Did we get anything horribly wrong? Please let us know. Uh, you can reach us at Twitter at GPGBpod. Or at Facebook at Game Pass Grab Bag. Or you can send us an email at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Uh, if you have any recommendations for any games you want us to play or games that you're maybe interested in, please let us know and you know we'll give it a shot. But uh, you can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01844, where I also am on Mixer with the same name and Twitter with the same name. So you can follow me on all the things. Keith, where can people find you? Uh, well, I guess I didn't make it as simple as you, but Xbox is a little fluffy, Mixer's a little fluffy, Twitter, Keith Lynch 121 forever and always, that's that's just going to be me, but my, my Mixer link's on there, so you can go on there, and uh, just as a heads up, obviously, for next week, as always, since it's my pick, <gasps> oh, that's bad. You can yeah, don't do that. your own drum roll, that's awkward.
Can you do me a drum roll? No, let's just not do no. a drum roll. Uh, Moonlighter! Hooray! That's also like anticlimactic, too. It's, it's so sad. Especially because it's a Keith pick. Liz, you're going to like this game. I, I actually think this I might be one game you might I like. I genuinely think you're going to like this one a lot. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong okay. before. I'll be optimistic about it. <laughs> and I've been Liz the Noob. Uh, gamer tag, come on, I'm Dean. I'm also on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E W. But yeah, tweet us. And uh, for the few of you that, that are still listening at this point in the podcast, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to us. And uh, we'll hopefully see you again next week. Bye. Peace out.